Welcome to the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki and I am so excited today to have back our old friend Misty Bailey. And some of you guys who've been around for uh, over a year heard Misty's last interview with us and remember how encouraging it was. So she, at that time she talked to us about not being intimidated about homeschooling high school, which can be intimidating. So if you feel intimidated, I'll put links to that interview in the show notes. It was so encouraging and so empowering. Misty, welcome back. Tell everybody who's new a little bit about your homeschool journey and what you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Misty Bailey, and I podcast at the Joyfully Homeschooling Podcast. And Vicki has also been on my podcast. So thank you for that. Yeah. And we started homeschooling in 2009. I actually had went to school to be a public school teacher, was teaching public preschool at the time. And God just started dealing with me uh, about homeschooling. So my husband was not on board at all at first. And he ended up agreeing to let me pull my daughter out of preschool. If I could teach her how to read, then we could homeschool the following year. So no pressure, no pressure at all. But we pulled her out and I taught her to read over, you know, the second half of the school year. And um, we've been homeschooling ever since. And now he's my number one supporter, but he was a little on the fence at first. So my kids are uh, in 10th grade, 8th grade, and 3rd grade. So I have two girls and a boy. That's so exciting. You've got high school, middle school, and elementary school. So Misty, tell about what's going on in your world right now as far as having the high schoolers. So I know we were talking about helping kids become who they are and letting them go and that process of that. So kind of let's ease into that topic. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my girls um, have completely different goals as far as what they want to do with their life. So my oldest, like I said, she's in 10th grade. And then my middle is in eighth grade, um, but she's actually doing all high school work. And as they've gotten older, I have found that it has been really, really hard as a parent to kind of let them go, to let them follow their own path. And I joke with my mentor, uh, Jamie Brown, that she failed me completely when it came to raising teenagers because I assumed the little kids were the hardest part and that she did not prepare me for the emotional overwhelm that is um, parenting teenagers. And I think that for me, part of that problem, part of where I'm at right now is I have spent so long. And I mean, my kids are not grown yet, so I'm not on the other side. Parenting and homeschooling has been my ministry. And, you know, homeschooling, I felt was a calling from God. And so as parents, you know, we fully pour ourselves into our kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, um, I put aside my own dreams and desires. You know, I never wanted to homeschool. I wanted to teach public school. That was how I pictured my life being. Mm -hmm. But I put those aside to follow this calling God had given me. And we embrace this role. We love it for the most part. But then they get older and they need us less. And our homeschooling starts to look different. And we struggle, or at least I have, with that letting go part in homeschooling not being what it was when they were little. Yeah, it's it's such a different thing when teens come along, that adolescent, their needs to, to individuate, kind of become themselves, and to become independent learners or not, or go back and forth about it, like they can be confusing to themselves and to us. So how have you guys been handling 
the complicated process of not only the high school academics, but helping your teens to become and how do you get your hands off and not be a, a helicopter mom? Well, you know, I'm not, my kids will tell you that I have not embraced that fully yet, that I'm still kind of helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? That's the truth. We are all just real moms going through the process. Yes. Yeah. But it has been hard. And I know for me, the hardest part was when my oldest came home from um, summer camp right before her freshman year and told me she wanted to go into missions and she wanted to be a missionary and she wanted to serve in India. And I'm like, um, no, <laughs> that's not the calling that God has placed on your life. I will not have grandkids in another country. I will not have you leaving the United States soil. And so it was really, really hard. And then I, I just had to pray about it. And I had to remember that my dreams for her are not the same as her dreams. We're, we're not one, we're individuals. And she has her own dreams, her own calling from the Lord. Yeah. And I don't have to agree with that calling. I don't have to approve of that calling because at the end of the day, she's not mine. She's God's. And God gave her to me for a season. God gave her to me to raise and God has a plan and a purpose for her life. And even if it might not be what I wanted, that's his plan for her. So it was really hard emotionally to kind of go through that. But then God just started putting books in my path and podcast interviews and my path. And God started opening doors for her to start doing these mission trips. And she actually was supposed to go to Spain in March, right in the midst of all this COVID. Um, She was supposed to go to Spain. She had raised uh, the money to go. She got it like within two weeks, she was fully funded to go to this mission trip in Spain to um, serve. She was supposed to go to Costa Rica this summer. And just as I started feeling peace about all of that um, and was willing to let her go, everything kind of shut down. And I thought I would feel this sense of relief yeah. when it did, but instead I felt this, this burden, this, this longing for her because I knew what she had worked for. And I was right there with her being like, why did God open these doors and then not let her go? But at the end of the day, I feel he was trying to honestly, at that point, work with me more than on her because I, I realized I was okay. I was okay with this path that God had called her on and I was excited for her and uh, was able to kind of embrace this, this calling, this um, desire that God has put on her heart. You know, that is so funny the way God works. So I always say uh, God directs our paths because scripture says that, but we moms, we do our best to plan the way Mm -hmm. and uh, to be able to let that way go as God changes the paths that we thought our kids were on or we were on. So she had worked so hard to go to Spain and Costa Rica and your heart was there with her. And then God says, well, not right now, but the obedience and willingness on your part to line up with God and your daughter's heart is part of the mom growth. So I'm, I'm so inspired by that. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, my girls have completely different paths and goals and the learning to let go. I feel like God has really pushed me with her um, learning to let go, kind of realizing that that's God's plan for her life. And then my middle is completely different. You know, she's in eighth grade, but she's doing high school level work. She has been for years. She has this science focused path that she wants to go to. She has these big dreams uh, and, you know, wants to be a veterinarian, wants to do um, equine science, animal science. And, you know, then I have this other one over here who really could care less about college, but just wants to go on the mission field and to go and to serve. So they're two completely different kids. And I think another thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to homeschooling high school and this learning to let go and embracing your child as an individual is that you can have two high schoolers, three high schoolers, four high schoolers, 
And in my mind, I thought their paths would be the same. Like I thought their curriculum would be the same through high school and it's not been, it's, it's so totally different. And I think that's something else we have to learn as we homeschool high school is to kind of let them have a say in what they want to do. Look at the the path that God has them on Mm -hmm. and prepare them the best as you can for college. But remember that each child, you can individualize their education um, and you should in high school. And that homeschooling high school, that's the best part of it Mm -hmm. is that we can individualize their curriculum, their experience, like we can do what's best for them because we're, we're the resource managers. So that's a wonderful thing about homeschooling. So how did you sit down with your kids and decide like curriculum wise and, and experiences because they're so different? How did they participate with you on the decision-making? Yeah. So originally when we started with Allison in high school is, you know, I had a list of electives that I kind of wanted her to take. I gave, um, I told her the things that she had to take, like, okay, you have to take X, Y, Z. But then I'm like, okay, here's a list of electives that we can look into. You know, here's a list of interests that you can have. And I was like, you know, just pick and choose kind of what you want those to be. Mm -hmm. Um, She has no desire to do upper level maths or science. So we're doing um, the bare minimum. She did biology last year. Um, we're taking science off this year. She's going to do chemistry uh, her junior year because she isn't going into a science-minded field. So she's actually taking, um, she did a fantasy course with you guys, with seven sisters. Uh, I know you Aww. helped grade her stuff because she loves to write. Um, she's taking the career exploration uh, course through you guys too. Um, I don't think yeah. you knew that. So this is not a paid sponsorship. <laughs> but she's um she's doing that because I think it'll help her kind of choose the rest of her electives for her junior and senior year to kind of hone in um, on what she might also have an interest in outside of missions because she loves kids, she loves writing, she's kind of all over the place. Well, I, I tell you, God gave her a gift of words mm-hmm. uh, because she she wrote her short story and sent it to me. And it was so well articulated, just beautiful choice of words and the way she outlined the characters in the story. You know, if God gives someone words, he's going to use those kind of words. So somewhere in her life, in her missions or something else, she will be doing that writing. So, okay, back to your story. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, and that's, and she loves it. And that's what she's trying to kind yeah. of decide is how God can take that love of words and that gift and also use it in ministry. Yeah. So with my middle, you know, we did the same thing, but her high school is going to look different. Like she's taking some animal science, equine science. She's already, she's planning on taking biology in eighth grade instead of 10th grade, all of her electives are related to animals and veterinary science. She has a goal of graduating high school with a veterinary science assistant certificate, as well as um, all these upper level sciences classes. Um, We're doing them through um, Nelson Academy, which is an agricultural school. Oh, is it online? It's really interesting. It is all online. Yep. It's out of North Dakota. Okay. And she took animal science one and two last year in seventh grade. They were high school level classes. And this year she's taking equine science one and two. And then she, they have a veterinary uh, assistant program too. They kind of help place them with a vet and stuff to kind of get some of those veterinary science classes. It's really interesting. It's expensive, but she learned so much. I was really blown away by the projects that she did, the time it took, the lessons. Uh, It just, it was an amazing program that was 
completely fit for her. And I think that's something else we've got to remember is with these kids and with their callings and their gifts and what they want to do, you know, I think sometimes we kind of try to homeschool as cheaply as possible. Yeah. But once you get to those upper level classes and these kids have these desires and these callings and you see their gifts, consider what you want to invest in. You know, it might be a little bit more for us. It's worth it for us to invest in these classes for Kristen with animal science. And so when it comes to foreign language, we might buy something super cheap and not really care because that's not our interest. Whereas Allison, we're paying more for these foreign language classes and, you know, going to try to skip some on some of these other areas where she's not as interested in and kind of pick and choose Mm -hmm. where you want to invest your time and your money when it comes to their education. Yeah, that is really a matter of prayer to know how to steward Mm -hmm. what those gifts are. And so the, the things that you can be very frugal with, that's marvelous. But sometimes it is important to make some sacrifices elsewhere to invest financially. So for you, you know, your daughter who loves veterinary things and is, I mean, not just love, I mean, she is about that. Mm -hmm. Well, then that stewardship of your time and money going into the courses for that is going to pay off for her in the future. So it's hard, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, those things, if, if that's the door God wants you to walk through, you'll just walk through it. So that's, that's inspiring Misty. Yeah, absolutely. And it's hard. I mean, cause in my mind, I wanted to, you know, I, Again, it's one of those things is like, why am I paid all this money for these classes? Like for, but I'm telling you, she learned so much. I was really on the fence beforehand and she's learned so much and just grown. It's just amazing. Yeah. And we, we just trust God on these things. You know, if he, if he wants our kids to do something like that, he will show us how to make that happen. And if he closes that door, you know, we can trust him on this process, even though it's scary. Yeah. So then, then you guys have listened to your kids, you've watched their gifts, you've invested in them. What other advice would you have for parents on developing their kids and, and the letting go process? So I think the next thing I would, I would mention too is to remember that, you know, as they get older, you've got to give them space, let them make mistakes, let them kind of choose their own path. For example, you know, my daughter, I'm not going to say which one, but, you know, had this big idea that, you know, she was going to save money and get this job and do all of these things and, and pay for this big purchase she wanted to do. And we let her, you know, we let her kind of, we let her kind of do that and take off with it, knowing that in the end, she wasn't going to have time for all of these other things that she wanted to do. And she was biting off more than she could chew. And we, we kind we let her fall. We, we made her stick it out when it was over with, like, you know, you committed to this for this amount of months and you're going to see this through. And, you know, we kind of tried to talk to her about it beforehand, but we kind of let her, we let her fall a little bit and let her handle the consequences that went along with that. And I think that we need to do that while they're in our home. We need to let them have the space to make their own decisions, but then also we need to let them fail a little bit. And same thing with one of my other uh, kids with taking an online class. The class was a lot. It was intense. It took a lot of time and she had deadlines, you know, things that she had to meet that required her to really buckle down and to do this. And, you know, Mm -hmm. she struggled in this class and didn't have mom to kind of bail her out a little bit with giving her a little bit of extra time for these assignments. And, you know, I think we need to kind of let them do that. Let them have that independent 
time to work, let them have that other instruction, give them space, let them make mistakes. And it's hard. I wanted to email their teacher so bad and be like, listen, you don't understand X, Y, Z happened, but they don't need mommy bailing them out. Like we're letting them go. We're letting them go. And if we do that in high school, we can't do that in college, (laughs) even though we might want to. Um, And it's hard. But that's how they learn resilience skills. Like if they make a mistake, if they get overwhelmed, if they have a failure, that doesn't make them a failure. And the way they learn that is to make mistakes and then get back up on their feet and go on. So that the ability as a parent to sit back and let that happen uh, is really hard. It's, it's hard for us moms, mm-hmm. but so important. And then they know they can get back up on their feet. So when they go off to college or the mission field or wherever God has them, when the goofs happen or when bad things happen, they will say, oh, I've been through tough things before and I got through it. So good, good parenting and hard to do. The other thing I wanted to say is, you know, to remember that as they get older, um, and I mean, you can speak for this more than me because you have adult children, but as they get older and they might not need us as much in school, they still need us. They still want to talk to us. Yeah. And I, I think that, that that to me is the hardest. The way our conversations go is different than they are with my son or when they were little. And yeah. you have to prod a little bit more sometimes. Or sometimes you just have to be quiet and let them come to you mm-hmm. and talk. And I'm loving seeing our relationship change. It's a little bittersweet. Yeah. But I'm loving seeing that change. And I know that you can attest that once they get older and out of the house, it's that much more beautiful. It's bittersweet, I'm sure, but it, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, you know, I, I miss the days when they were little and so much of our time was together and we talked about very mundane things like, I don't want to do my math or, you know, mm-hmm. like, do I have to do the dishes? But now they're, my kids are grown and they come and talk to me more about things that have substance mm-hmm. or, you know, the meaning of life or they're, you know, they'll drop by and, and just talk about what they're doing that day. But it's a very different and beautiful relationship with adults. So I'm so thankful that, um, you know, I've been able to, to, still be friends with my kids as mm-hmm. they've grown. And that's what you're building with yours is that respect and listening. And uh, that changes over time for sure. Yeah. And it's the foundation. Like now what we're building with our teens is going to be the foundation for our relationship. And that's something you'd said to me on the podcast. And it stuck with me is, you know, whenever you're on mine is, you know, relationships trump academics, you know, focus on those relationships with your kids, your teens while they're while they're in your home. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do as much as possible with this letting go with embracing, you know, what God has for their life and giving them space, letting them make mistakes as I'm trying to do everything I can to kind of nurture that relationship now and build and invest in my kids. So we have those amazing relationships like you have with your kids whenever they're adults. I I so appreciate that. Yeah. So anything else, Misty, because I want to make sure we got time for you to share what your resources, the things that you've got going on, because Misty is a wealth of encouragement and just the title of her thing. She's got joy built into her title. So so tell us, kind of wrap up anything else you want to say and tell us how to find you. Yeah. So I am on Instagram, Misty Bailey underscore. 
you can catch my podcast at joyfullyhomeschooling.com or on Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast app you use, Joyfully Homeschooling. And I don't know what freebie I will be offering whenever this episode airs, but I normally switch out freebies every month and you can um, sign up for a freebie at findingjoyinthejourney.net slash subscribe. Uh, Right now I'm doing a course, giving away a course, uh, getting it done, how to have a successful homeschool to kind of help those parents who are starting back to school. So yeah. And they're always wonderful resources. So Misty, thank you so much for just another visit with another set of encouragements. It just brings joy into my heart to hear your stories and, and the wisdom that you are sharing and have gained over the years. Thank you, Vicki. I think we will wrap it up here. So this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We will see you next week.